0: welcome to another edition of the no bs dfs podcast i'm your host joe and my co-host here nick back again this week but before we get into this week's tournament Nick, I'd like you to start off and uh give us your thoughts on last week and just recap how you did um at the last tournament. So.
1: Yeah, so uh Riviera was a blast to watch. Wow, I mean, what a final grouping in Rory, Adam Scott and Coocher. And uh as far as my picks, I I feel like I did actually really well. Uh I was all over Bryson. I just figured, you know, since he's kind of the math wizard, uh he'd be uh, having an advantage over the field because it's a tricky course and there's a lot of false fronts and you really got to calculate the distance for each shot. And he ended up doing really well. Um, I was uh, all over Rory too. Unfortunately he just fricking choked in the last round though. I mean, I, I along with everybody else probably thought he was going to get the job done even though he's going up against two veterans and Scott and Kuchar, but yeah, he just made a triple at like the fifth or sixth hole or something, and just never got it back. Couldn't sink any pots the final round, but anyways, he still did the best out of the out of the ten uh, k and above range, I think. So, you know, that, that was okay. Um, I also really like Matt Kuchar, and he did damn good too. Um, as far as some of my picks that didn't work out very well was. Uh, I know I recommended Bubba and probably everybody, you know, sometimes a chalk Bubba is something you want to avoid, and he ended up busting and missing the cut. Um, I was also off on, let's see, I was off on Nick Taylor. I really thought he would make the cut, and he just, he ended up bogeying the last hole and really choked. He just, I guess he just didn't bring it, and maybe, Maybe the old myth is true that when guys are coming off a win, they just don't practice as hard and they get a little bit, uh, a little bit careless in the in the routine. But all in all, it was a good week. Uh, unfortunately, I didn't make any money. Not because my picks weren't good. It's just because I got a little too aggressive because I was so confident and I did some qualifiers where it's a. Uh, you got to get first or you don't get the prize and I end up coming in like the top 10% of each tournament. So I would have made some money in GPPs, but, uh, I guess I learned my lesson. So this week I'm going to do a little bit of half and half style where I spend some money in GPPs and then I do a couple qualifiers, but yeah, that's how it went for me.
0: Yeah. Obviously I'm aware you had a solid week. It just obviously satellites are a lot tougher to win. Um, But as far as my week, not as good as yours by any means. Uh, I basically, yeah, I didn't profit either at all. Um, But I had some really good picks as well. I just didn't have the right combinations. Joel Damon, T5 for me. Had exposure to him. I liked him. And he worked out great. Uh, I had, obviously, Rory. I had exposure to him, which he was the best stud of the week. Obviously, just choked there at the end. But it was still really fun to watch. Um. You know, you were off Dustin, but I liked him, and he ended up doing solid once again here, uh, T10. So, you know, that worked out for me. Um, but, like, yeah, just like you, Bubba, you know, a lot of people liked him, and um, he missed the cut, and I had some exposure to him. But Luke List, T30, solid for me as well there. Um, you talked to me on Taylor Gooch, and he had a heck of a round in round three, seven under par. He wasn't doing too great, but then he turned it on in round three and it had him, uh, you know, record a great finish, T10, so, as well. Other than that, Kevin Chua was one guy that I was definitely wrong on as well. He just, he missed the cut, which he continues to miss the cut here, so obviously I won't be playing him next year here because he just can't make the cut, but um, other than that, you know, Obviously excited for this week. The field's not nearly as good, but it's still pretty solid. You know, it's an invitational, which actually last week we didn't mention. Yeah, last week's tournament turned into an invitational as well, obviously, uh, led by Tiger. But, um, you know, other than that, um, yeah, just really excited to get into this week. And so I guess we'll just get right into it. That's all I got to say. Um, so this week we're in It's the WGC Mexico uh championship uh you know a lot of the studs play here not only because invitational, but the prize payouts are huge here so um hard to pronounce this for a lot of people but they cat. i don't know nick do you know how to say it of course
1: i think it's called like chapultepec something like chipotle i don't know okay
0: well yeah anyway so we're we'll at that,
1: mexico okay. yeah
0: golf club this week um There's a lot of, uh, elevation changes here on the holes and just in general where they're at in the world, obviously, but, um, as recorded, it's 7,345 yards, par 71, Poana greens, and the weather, it looks like it's going to be pretty dry and warm. So as of now, it looks like, so it looks like it'll be decent conditions, but, uh, you know, tight tree lines here, um we'll get into the stats in a second, but yeah, that's, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see this. I know one thing before we get into the stats, you know, everyone struggles to putt here just because it's the greens are very tricky and they're bumpy, I guess. And so I, you know, just get, I guess I'll just jump right into the stats I like um, for me. I like strokes gained approach a lot this week. I uh, also like greens and regulation um, bombers here. I really—you don't need to be a bomber at all. It's really with the elevation. It's really playing all around seven thousand yards. So I think just being hot with your irons and accuracy is going to be huge. And being a great putter doesn't even matter here because everyone struggles at putting here. It's just because it's just really bumpy green and tricky this the grass. So, um, but yeah, you got the tight tree lines, which. You know, my main thing, too, is ball striking's definitely, it's definitely another ball striking course, like many weeks, that's going to be important, obviously, solid form, history, and also, I mentioned, too, there is only, I believe, about, like, 67 uh, golfers this week, but four rounds, no cut, so, you know, obviously, you're going to, for DraftKings scoring, you're going to want guys that are going to make a lot of birdies, even if they bogey some, and obviously, you want them finished well, but, you know, so they, – but they get four rounds. Everyone gets four rounds unless they decide to withdraw, so – which most of them probably won't because, you know, first place gets around $2 million, I believe. So it's big payouts. They want to win. So, anyway, that's all I got uh pretty much for stats. Nick, if you want to go ahead and give any – your stats you like
1: this week. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I'm, I'm really on ball striking. I don't really care about distance this week. <laughs> I just figure – you know these these holes aren't even that long anyway so what difference does it make if you got a a 9 iron or a sand wedge it's just you still got to hit it close to the hole and then uh i really like driving accuracy because like you said there's tree lines on every single hole and from what i saw watching uh some film from last year like some highlights and stuff is you want to really play the angle and even if you're in the fairway on some of these holes They got, like, tree branches hanging down, and then you're going to have to, you know, maybe punch one because it's in the way, or you got to cut it around or, you know, draw it around. So I feel like even though they've only played here for three years, obviously experience and course history doesn't mean much compared to tracks that they've played for 10-plus years. But, yeah, I really like driving accuracy and uh, ball striking. And then also um scrambling i I always like scrambling i always feel like it's important so yeah Mm it's pretty simple it's pretty straightforward week from what i read it's like you know last week was so uh finely detailed where you know there are so many false fronts and if you miss the green in the wrong spot it hit a slope and rolled kind of far away kind of similar to the masters but this course it's just kind of a ready aim fire and it's just about execution so I just want guys who are kind of playing well too Uh, Uh yeah
0: so one other thing before we get into the DraftKings breakdown that I want to mention is that uh there's some really uh interesting short par fours here so I also like you know guys that are there's also there's going to be a few par fours that even play I think right around 400 yards or maybe even less so Guys that are really solid in that range, I'll be looking at, too, because there's a lot of those par fours here. And some of the par fives may seem daunting by the yards, but the elevation, if they're downhill or whatever, they're really not going to play as long. So, like we mentioned, Bombers here don't nearly have an advantage. It's going to be more about accuracy and ball striking with your irons. So, uh, yeah, other than that, um, I guess we'll get it right into the DraftKings breakdown, which you know, I'm going to change something up with our podcast here, um, Nick. How about we uh, we'll do nine k and above range, and rather than just because there's usually not a whole lot in the ten k. And so, basically, I'd like to have you obviously talk about whoever you want, and then give your favorite plays that you're looking at. We're going to play this week nine uh, k and above, so I'll let you start off.
1: All right, nine k and above. So, you know. It's kind of funny this week because when all these guys have won, you know, the last few weeks, who we had? Win? We had Adam Scott, Webb Simpson, um, who else has won? Mark Leishman, you know, pr- pretty solid golfers, kind of all around the 9K, 8K range. And I'm kind of feeling like that's going to happen again. So I might just toss out these top four names in Rory, DJ, JT, and Rom, because I mm-hmm. just don't feel like – any of them are just ready to pop right now. And the reason for that is, is one, this course, it's, uh, I mean, I'm not going to say it's easy because it is ranked the 17th hardest on tour of uh, 49. So, you know, it's probably about the in the top one-third of hardest, but around 33 percentile. But, yeah, I'm just, I'm not going to be playing any of these four studs at the top and the reason for that is because I just don't feel like any of them are worth the price I don't feel like I'm confident enough that any of them is gonna win and steal the show like I was so confident that Rory would last week even though he didn't but so yeah I'm gonna throw those four names out I'm not gonna play them and the guy I am gonna play though is Hideki he is a WGC stud I think he's won a couple of times in WGCs and Actually, the last golf tournament that I attended a few years ago with WGC Bridgestone, Hideki won it, and I, I saw him win on Sunday. It was pretty cool. But, yeah, I really like Hideki. Um, he had a great week last week, obviously, T5. He he barely even made the cut. He had to birdie the last hole, so the 36th hole he played, he had to birdie it, and he made the cut and then fought all the way back to t fifth. so... It just shows you. Yeah, it's good momentum it's, coming in. Exactly. Yeah. Even though he, you know, he could have easily got first place if he wouldn't have had one bad stretch of hole. So, in his putter, it's obviously really shitty, but he, he lost strokes again last week. And, you know, who knows? Maybe he gets lucky and just does average this week. And that's all the difference. So, I really like Hideki. He's my favorite play at right. 10,000. Then I also really like adam scott at 9600 coming off the victory um he's just i just feel like his form was so good last week and he uh he eliminated all doubts i had about him and coming into that tournament before it started i think i said you know whenever adam scott plays he always does really damn good and sure enough he did again so You know why don't I be the beneficiary of him doing good this time? So I'm just gonna play him. Let's see how he did the last year. Um, looks like he didn't do too hot last year. I'm not seeing his name on the leaderboard.
0: Gotta say he's going for a third straight win in a row.
1: Yeah, that is just insane. I don't know if he played last year. I can't find him.
0: Uh, 2018. I think he played.
1: Well, regardless, um, I really like him just because he just had the all-around game last week, and I feel like his driver, that's usually the shaky part for him, other than his putter, which he obviously misses a lot of putts inside, like, eight feet, which is really frustrating. But, you know, the rest of his game backs it up, so I'm really liking Adam Scott. Then I'm also really really liking Chambeau again I'm going back to the well I feel like if there's one course on the tour where you've got to be a math genius this is the place De is going to have all those calculations in his head and you know one guy they might just mess up on one hole where they hit the wrong club but that could cost him a shot or two and that's not going to happen to DeChambeau so I'll take a two-shot advantage just because of his brain at 9,000 exactly and then I also really like uh Tommy Fleetwood, I feel like he's a very pure ball striker. He's known for his irons, and uh, you know he hits it long enough. And I think his putter's okay, but yeah, I really like Tommy. And then Xander Xander's all right too. He's just not my favorite, but I mean, I guess he's okay. So yeah, I'm I'm really liking basically anybody Hideki Tadishambo in the nine to ten k range. Okay. okay.
0: Any uh, clear fades you want to mention for the listeners?
1: Yeah, just those top four, Rory, DJ, Justin Thomas, and John Rahm. I'm just not feeling them this week. And, you know, course history, I really don't care about it just because they only played here three times. And the sample size is so small where it's like I just – I'm just going to throw it out the window this week. Even though Dustin has won it two out of the three years, I just – I'm willing to pass on it.
0: All right. So as far as my thoughts here, 9 cane above, definitely have some agreement. Um, I'll just get right to it. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah Hideki one of my favorite plays at 10,000, uh, especially how these greens here are really tricky for anyone, even though he's obviously a horrible putter usually, but I his obviously irons and stroke and he really checks the boxes and stroke gain approach and his ball striking's obviously elite and you know he's yeah. coming in in good momentum. He obviously has great history in these WGC events. So yeah, Hideki I'll definitely be having some exposure to him. But with this being said, I'm probably I'm not sure what I'm gonna do yet, but I might have a lot less lineups this week. Just uh just because it's a lot smaller field and I'm just going to really try to pinpoint a few guys that I just really like and make a few teams and go from there. Um, but other than that, obviously you kind of liked him, but I really like Xander at 9,400. He just absolutely st- completely stands out and he's obviously great form. His ball striking is very solid. His accuracy off the tees, you know, usually pretty uh, decent as well. Um, so I just, Honestly, yeah, he's one of my favorite plays as well. I'll be playing him for sure. He just completely stands out for me. And, yeah, same thing, Adam Scott, 9,600, you know, hasn't played golf. He didn't play in an official tournament for several months, but first when he comes back, he gets the win. Yeah, um, you know, last week at Riviera. He was, you know, third in approach last week. Uh, third and t to green and first and greens and regulation percentage and all those stats this week to me or you know i'm looking at so obviously with great momentum even though i know he just won you know i'm he could easily win again or if not you know easily notch a top 10 here and that's definitely uh what i and then i also want to mention Webb at 9800 completely stands out but i might he's honestly the Every year he's played here that they've had the last three years, I know history doesn't matter as much. Smaller, Saint, obviously, it also has great form, but you know he he can't quite figure it out here. It seems like so far, I don't even think he has a top twenty in three years out of only like sixty to seventy players. So, and with him, you know, with his amazing form and popping out and checking all the boxes, I might fade him because his ownership might be the highest out of any golfer this week. So. I got to look into that later in the week and try to figure if I think his ownership's going to be really high or not. If it's lower, then I'll probably play him. If he's higher, then I won't because, you know, obviously it just makes sense. And then other than that, yeah, I'm in agreement with you as far as the top four guys, the easy fade for me is JT. He's just not just inconsistent lately. He can be wild (laughs) off the tee sometimes. And, you know, I just think, you know, he's just not all there right now. And, so he's an easy fade for me, but then the other studs up there, you know, I don't have a problem with you playing them. But I, for me, yeah, the only one I might play is Rory. Dustin, obviously, he's been great here. Two out of three years, he's won. But I just, um, yeah, I'm in, I'm in full agreement with you to fade them. And to be honest, it's mainly too because when you look at the bottom guys that you might have to pair up with them in the six, there's really not a whole lot in my opinion. Below seven thousand this week, I'm definitely going to be playing, uh, you know, lineups that are mid-tier guys for sure, uh, like guys in the nine k range. And when we get to it in the eight k range and stuff, there's a lot more plays I like. So, but yeah, I'm with you with Ishambo as well at nine thousand. You know, this is another great course for him. Last week I wasn't on to him, but he worked out great for you. You know, it was a great pick. And uh, I don't play him a whole lot, but you know, I'm I'm. I'm on board this week. I think he, uh, you know, he, obviously his intelligence using his the math and his brain to, you know, calculate the yards and stuff definitely could give him a uh, boost and step up on the competition this week. So, um, you know, I, I like DeChambeau a lot. We probably having some exposure to him, but yeah, like I mentioned though, yeah, these top four guys, Rom, JT, Dustin, and Rory, I might fade all four of them too. Um, you know, just cause there's just nothing at the bottom and, you know, yeah, I'm just also not really feeling it. I mean, I like Rory, you know, but I I haven't tried to construct any lineups yet. I might play him maybe on a lineup if I feel like I can still have a solid team overall because obviously he's just playing amazing and, you know, he's the best in the world right now. So ranked wise and just playing like it. So other than that, you know, I guess I'll get to the last guy I haven't mentioned is, uh yeah, I like Fleetwood as well. He's obviously one of the best ball strikers. Um, You know, he hasn't, obviously, this is his first time really playing with, like, in this better, because he's just been on the European uh tour. It's his first time playing, you know, on this side of the PGA against all these studs, but You know, obviously, Fleetwood can definitely compete with him, and he's done well so far, it looks like, uh, in January here in the European side. So, his form, you know, is solid, and he's obviously really talented. So, I like him as well. Basically, yeah, I'm with you on fading these top guys for the most part, maybe besides Rory, and then, you know, I'm probably going to fade Webb just because I think his ownership will be the highest. But, yeah, my favorite plays are Hideki, Xander, and uh, probably DeChambeau, and then some Fleetwood. so that's all I got uh, for the 9k and above range. So I'll let you lead us into the, what do you got? What's your thoughts on the 8k range this week?
1: Okay. So the 8k range, um, it's always, it's tricky as always, but you know, if I had to narrow it down to some of my favorite guys, for some odd reason, I know I just said, I don't care about course history, but I'm going to contradict myself and say that Sergio Garcia has really good course history here. And I like that because I usually never play Sergio. He's just, I don't know. I just feel like he's way overrated in his price just because he is very volatile. Yeah. Very volatile. And um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I just like Sergio because he, uh, he hits it fairly straight. He's not too wild off the tee and you know, he is, He's from Spain, and this is Mexico. I know it's a difference, but hey, it's close enough. Um, so maybe, maybe he can do good. I really don't have much else to add. These guys are tough to pick in this range. Um, yeah. For example, you got Louis, who I'm scared to, to pick with my wife because he could withdraw. He, this guy withdraws more than anybody I know. So. I can't pick Louie. I just can't make myself do it. Kuchar, um, Yeah, he's fine. I just feel like this price is a little bit overrated for him at 8,800. Paul Casey's interesting at 8,700 because at least last year, or no, over, over the last three years, at this course, he's actually gained strokes putting. And usually Paul is just a horrible putter. Like, for example, last week at Riviera, he, historically he's like lost a shit ton of strokes putting, but at this course he actually gains it putting. So, you know, maybe you throw that in, maybe you don't, but I mean, Paul's, Paul's solid. I mean, he got like third place here last year, so he's all right. Uh Morikawa. I mean, I know he's a great ball striker and I really like him for that. But the thing is, is I feel like this price might be a little too high for him too, because I feel like I usually get an advantage with him because he makes the cut every week. But this week, everybody makes a cut. So I just feel like that advantage is taken away. And I feel like his upside isn't really that high. Like For some reason, he just always has a couple of terrible holes. And he did again last week. He was doing great, right up in the thick of things. And then he all of a sudden gets a triple bogey. So I'm not really into Morikawa. Patrick Reed, I mean, his driver is just too wild. I don't think he can hit the fairways. Gary Woodland, I mean, he's just not in good form. But I do like Gary's driver. He's very accurate, and he hits it far. And then kind of these lower guys I don't really touch on. I just don't really like any of them. So, yeah, I'm not really liking this range. Probably my favorite play, though, is is uh Woodland and Garcia. But I really don't like this range. I don't think I'm going to be playing much of it at all
0: okay um all right for me you know i'll get right into my thoughts here uh you know i actually probably will play some louis i like him quite a bit um but i understand what you're saying how yeah he definitely could withdraw he's known obviously more than anyone like you said but i like him this week i don't have a whole lot to say about him i just he's obviously just you know really solid and you know seems to be in good form it looks like on the european tour and he has good good history here. The last, or obviously, you know, it doesn't. It's only a few years span. Uh, you know, not a whole lot to look at, but obviously he could compete in these fields. So I like Louie just because I also think he'll be probably the lowest owned guy maybe in this range. Just because you no, know, you know, this is his first time playing. And people people usually don't like to play him anyway, um, which I don't play him a whole lot in my lineups. But I like him this week. Uh, you know, Coocher to me. He's fine, but I probably won't be playing him. I'm not going to chase. I just think he's due to kind of – and he honestly, the three times he's played here, he just hasn't done great, you know, just in this obviously smaller field. And I feel like – I don't know. I just – I don't have a good feeling about him really, but he's obviously fine. He's playing great. He can definitely, you know, compete. But, yeah, I'm in full agreement with you on uh, Paul Casey and Sergio. Uh, Casey. Casey at 8,700, definitely. I like him quite a bit um, as well this week, obviously. But like you are saying, or, um, you know, about his putting, gaining strokes here, yeah, that's why I just love Hideki too because the reason for that, in my opinion, is because everyone, like I was mentioning, these greens are awkward and, you know, very, um, you know, like they're bumpy and stuff at times and whatnot, so – in areas and just he's pulling in a green. So, you know, that's why I think people that aren't as great as putters, uh, if, you know, it kind of balances things out a little more because everyone kind of struggles. So I like Casey a lot. And then Sergio, yeah, you know, I just really also like him. Obviously, last you know, he's played great here, and then he's in good form right now. And I don't play him hardly ever in my lineups, but this week I will be. I like him quite a bit, 8,600 as well. And then one thing I'll mention is, um, yeah, I mean, I understand also your thoughts on Morikawa. I like him, though, at 8,500. I mean, he just, it's hard not to, because like we are saying, history doesn't really matter, even though it's his first time. He's yet to miss a cut. Still finished T26 last week. Um, And then, you know, basically every week he's averaging like 20th place, but. You know, I'll put, I might play. him. I'm not sure yet, but I I don't mind him. I you know so. But yeah, I'm with you on Reed. He's an easy fade for me. I just I don't have a good feeling about him. He can be wild off the tee in these tight tree lines. He I know he can get frustrated. I don't know. I just I just think he's a fade um, for me. And honestly, the last few tournaments he's played is kind of on a down as far as his form. Um, other than that. You know, you didn't mention any of these guys at the bottom, really, but they're all, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I guess to me, yeah, they're probably all fades. Um, I don't – I'm not really interested in any of them. Um, you know, I just – really all I got. But I just don't – I just don't really like them. And, you know, they're both – they are they do not check the boxes like these other – some of these other guys do. And, you know, their form's not as great. Honestly, Bubba last week missed the cut. You know, I mean, he's actually been really good with his irons lately. I'm not – I don't think I'm going to play him. Same with Leishman and then Speeth and Fitzpatrick at the bottom at 8,000. Kind of the same deal. Speeth right now, he's starting to try to, trying to get it together. He's making cuts, but he just – you know, he's obviously just not quite there yet. So, in these, you know, tight tree lines, he could get himself into trouble and – yeah, I'm just not really into him. Um, so that's really all I got. That's it for this range. So uh, we'll get into the 7K range now. Uh, what's your thoughts on this range? I'm guessing you like it more than the 8K, how you're uh, talking. So I'll let you start off here.
1: Yeah, I, I really like this range. And uh, I'm just going to go down to my favorite play right away so I don't forget. And this guy – um. I discovered that he was he was kind of back at Pebble, and then I just I couldn't pull the trigger on him last week, and he ended up doing really good for his price again last week. And I feel like this guy is just a lot better of a golfer than he gets credit for. And that's a uh, Ches seventy three hundred he, he bag, and I took him a while to get used to. He missed. Caught at Sony, missed it at AMX, he missed it at VIX. And then at Pebble, he had a T25. And then at Genesis, he had a T10. This is the time to buy Ches Reavy's stock. He's he's priced low. DraftKings hasn't priced him up yet. And if you want to buy low now, I mean, this this is the week to do it. Because I think this is the last time he's sub 7500 Um So... He's he's a lock for me. He's probably my favorite player on this whole slate. It's Ches Reeve at seventy three hundred, and then um, going up, uh, Abraham Answer at seventy nine hundred. I'm just not really on him. I mean, I know this is like his home course, and I, I, I'm in the camp of guys don't do well at their home course, so I probably won't be playing Answer. But guys that I do like is I really like Sneds at 7,700 Brant Snedeker, because his putter is, it's, uh, it's, it's built for this type of course. Obviously, he's a great putter everywhere, but I mean, if you've ever watched the guy putt, he just brings it back and just pops it through. It's not the prettiest putting stroke to watch, but it's just, he picks his line and he, you know, basically hits it hard right at it. And it eliminates some of the bumps that this polo grass is going to give it so i really like sneds feel like he'll gain some strokes putting this week and hey that never hurts 7700 um cory connor 7500 he's a great ball striker what more do i need to say um hatton has really good course history here but it scares me that he hasn't played since october so uh take what you will there but hey Adam Scott didn't did it last week so I can't hit and I know he's not as good as Adam Scott but hey shit someone's got to do it um then at 7200 Kevin Kisner just seems a little bit underpriced I feel like Kisner is a lot better than half of these golfers in this range so you know he hits it hits it straight and pretty solid iron player solid putter he's just solid all around and Hey, if you're solid all around, you can't do too bad. Um, Charles Howell, he uh, really did horrible in round one. I think he shot like six over. And then round two, he shot like five or six under. So this guy, you don't know what you're going to get. He's very volatile. But I feel like this course sets up well for him. He hits it straight. He's a good iron player. And... Yeah, I I like Charles Howell seventy one hundred. Then I kind of like oh no, he's 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 in the other range. I'll save that for later. Um I like Sun J M seventy nine hundred. Uh people were wondering how he's gonna come off his uh his little vacation for a week and he missed the cut. So you guys played him, you're probably really disappointed, but hey, he's uh He's back in the groove of things now, and I think he does well again. Seventy nine hundred. That's Sung J M. And then uh, Cabrera Bello, Rafa Cabrera Bello at seventy six hundred. Now, looking at these stats, Rafa Rafa in the last three years has gained the most strokes putting out of anybody. So I guess Rafa just he likes these greens, and a lot of guys don't. So he. At least he, I know he's got the mental confidence coming in to hit the putt, unlike Rory, who just doesn't believe he's going to make it. And, hey, half this game, we know, is it, just about confidence. So, yeah, I'll probably be playing some rough at 7,600. But then as far as my fades, it's probably just the rest of these guys. But if I really had to pick a few fades, I'll fade this guy every single week until he does good. And that's Francisco Malinari, 7,100. I mean, he's still, he, he should be 6,000. I know that's probably harsh, but hey, I mean, this guy's, he just sucks right now. Um, I just don't know nothing about this Victor Perez, so I probably won't play him. Uh, who else? Brandon Grays, he's not in good form at all. I'm not playing him. Same with Cam Smith, horrible form. Uh, Kevin Nye. I'm i've he'll withdraw it scares me too much and uh yeah those are definitely my big fades.
0: okay so for me i'm gonna go back to the well once again i didn't mention them in the pre uh of last week but it's mostly because i decided i played them on like one team but i decided i had them on more and i just took them out but that was a mistake um but I'm not making that mistake again. You know, he'll be making some teams. Uh, that, And that's Sung Kang at 7,000. You know, his ball striking has been amazing. Um, you know, lately, that's why he's just, just being ranked in the top 10 in the last few. Uh, you know, he missed the cut at the Pro-Am, but before that, some solid finishes like at the Farmers C-16. And last week, he finished second at the Genesis, so... You know, I just – I don't have a problem with him. Like, I guess his ownership might be higher this week for this range. But I just – you know, he's just obviously been – the biggest thing for me this week that I like is, you know, the guys that can – that have great ball striking, and he's been doing it with his irons. So I like him a little bit for sure. Um, and then, yeah, I'm totally with you. My favorite play in this range is Kevin Kisner, way underpriced. Only He's only at 7,200. Obviously, great, you know, solid iron player, you know, very accurate, and he has good history here, Um, and, you know, he competes in this type of tournament. I just really like playing him in these types, you know, I just think he definitely could even, I don't know what the odds are, but, um, you know, Kisner might be a guy I bet on outright this week. I just really like him. I think he's going to do really well, and, you know, obviously form's been solid for the most part, so. Uh, yeah I really like Kisner at seventy two hundred and like we 're saying, you know bombers have not really an advantage more about actually this week that 's why I like a guy like Ches Reve as well. I like him as well at seventy three hundred same with Kisner, like I mentioned you know these are very solid plays this week in my opinion, um so i 'll be playing them for sure um because accuracy is you know I'm weighing that heavily uh and, yeah, I don't have Tyrell Hanton. You know, I don't have a problem with him at all. I like him a little bit as well at 7,400. You know, his history has been great here. Um, basically one of the – probably out of all the guys, he's one of the top guys with history since they have been playing here. He hasn't played since the fall, like you said. But, you know, Adam Scott, he just won. I thought the rust – you know, he's obviously a lot better of a caliber of player, but still, you know, might not, just because he's not playing a tournament doesn't mean Hatton, I'm sure he's been practicing a lot of stuff, so you know, and this tournament's important you know, it's a lot of money, these guys this is, you know, bigger than your average, um, you know, tournament for payouts if you do well, and just, you know, the caliber of it in the field, so, I like Hatton also, Corey Connor is obviously an elite ball striker more often than not, so I like him at 7,500 quite a bit you know, good form, so I'll be playing him. Basically, yeah, I, I basically have a ton of guys in this range written down. Um, I don't have a problem with Kurt uh, Kitayama or whatever, even though I don't know a whole lot about him. But, he obviously, you know, he's a young guy and he's up and coming and have to see what he's made of this year. But, you know, finish 18 at the Pro-Am. And then other than that, before that, solid finishes. and So I don't mind him at 7,200. I probably won't play him, but I don't. Not gonna, you know, give you shit for playing him. Uh, you know, and then, yeah, basically everyone else's fades for me. Um, besides, yeah, I also like Cabrera Bello and I do like Answer, um, at 7,900. But, uh, you know, I see your points why you don't, but I like him. You know, he checks the boxes and, you know, it's his home core. So, uh, I don't mind answer at 7,900. I wish his price was a little less though. That's the only thing, but not sure if I'm going to play him or not. He's okay. I guess I probably will, but obviously he missed the cut after taking a week off. So, you know, that could make his ownership, at finally lower. So maybe I will play him. Uh, It's important, but, but yeah, the guys that are in horrible form and their ball striking hasn't been there. You can't trust them like grace and Cameron Smith. Uh, you know Schlenker, I I don't love him. I I probably won't play him. I just don't have a good feeling about him. Really, yeah, I don't know much about Perez, but I like Cabrera-Bello as well. Obviously, really good history here and decent form. So, and then Shane Lowry, you know, he's he's really sneaky of a play. He might be, so I don't mind him at seven eight hundred. Actually, I think he'll be really well owned and. No one's going to even think about playing him, probably, which, you know, he can play really well sometimes, so. Other than that, everyone else is just fades to me, you know, I don't, that's really all I got, uh, yeah, Horschel, Nah, McIntyre, Howell, Molinari, Willett, Cogrek, they're all just fades. I won't play any of them, don't, can't trust them right now, most of them, and, you know, they just don't check really the boxes, so. Also, just got feeling. I just don't think they're going to play well this week. It'll probably be towards the bottom of the leaderboard, um, along with a lot of these 6K range guys. So, but there is a few I like in the, I think there's some diamonds in the rough in the 6K range. So I'll let you start off though. Uh, what's your thoughts on the 6K range? Is there any guys you're willing to play that you think could do well this week?
1: Um, I'm definitely going to be avoiding this range for the most part. Like always, I just, I don't picture these guys ceilings too high and in such a small field, you know, to, to take down a GPP or come in the, you know, top percentile of whatever you're doing. um, You're going to have to have basically all guys in like the top 20 and because it's such a small field, but you know, if you're playing cash, you might as well just stack up a bunch of guys in the top and then just pick some scrub down here because Hey, you get four rounds, but. Yeah, it just depends on the type of contest you're doing, but as far as picks that I like, I like Lee Westwood. Um, Lee's a guy who, you know, he's happy to be here because normally he probably doesn't get to play in his, in the events that he likes to as much because, uh, you know, he's just not at the level he once was about 10 years ago when he was, I think he was number one player in the world. and. I feel like you can't even play at the Masters anymore. So, you know, Lee's going to take this week seriously, and I like that attitude. Uh, Lucas Glover, he seems a little bit underpriced because, you know, to be honest, I don't know who this C. how is at 6,900. I don't know who, who Matthias Schwab is. And then I f- see Lucas Glover, and I say, hey, I know who that is. So, yeah, I like Lucas Glover, and his form's all right. I mean, he's made the cut at Pebble and Farmers. So, hey, he missed it at AMX, but he was shaking off the rust that, that week. So, yeah, Lucas Glover, I'll play him. Uh, he's a good ball striker. He's a good scrambler. And why not? Lonto uh, Griffin. I mean, the guy, I guess the guy is back. Uh, he seems very volatile after doing very well then very shitty then very well again so you just don't know what you're gonna get and it's basically a coin flip with the guy but hey hey he's not gonna miss the cut this week so could be good for him or he could dfl uh matt wallace this guy i like playing this guy for some reason i always play him at like the british open and just because he always does good for me i don't know i just pick him when he does well i guess so uh, I, I am kind of feeling Matt Wallace this week. He's an iron player. That's what he's known for. Uh, he hits the ball far, and uh, I feel like his putter kind of sucks, but, hey, everybody's putter is going to suck at this course. So, yeah, I like Matt Wallace. Uh, Ortiz seems underpriced, too. I don't know why he's 6,600. He's been playing actually really good. Uh, he's gotten T25th and T26 his last two events, so it just seems a little bit strange to me. Then, uh, I don't even know half these other guys are, so I'm not going to play them. Yeah. Pretty simple for me.
0: <laughs> All right. So yeah, we have definitely some agreement. Um, the only guys I'm going to be playing, I really narrowed it down for me. Um, you know, obviously like Joel Damon last week in the six K range worked out great for me, but, uh, yeah, Carlos Ortiz, the first one that stands out. Definitely going to be playing him, playing really solid. His irons have been really solid. He's gaining strokes and approach and, you know, hitting a lot of greens and regulation. That's exactly what I want, you know, the guy to do this week. And so I'm confident in him. If I'm, you know, if I'm going to take some studs up there and have to pay down here, I'll be playing him. Another guy, they're just all really lined up that I like, Matt Wallace. I'm in agreement with you. I just feel like I don't have a whole lot to say about him, but, you know, I just think he um, will do well, and there's not really other else because, you know, he hasn't played a whole lot lately and just on the European tour, but I don't mind him at 6,600 as well. And then also at 6,600, Eric Van Royen, another guy that I'm okay playing as well. Um you know, other than that, I just, yeah, either I don't really know a lot of these European guys or, because most of them are from the European tour. Uh, so, you know, and yeah, I just really, there's not a whole lot. They don't really check the boxes and, um, you know, Glover, you said he liked him. I'm, I'm okay with him, I guess. I don't. I like to sometimes play Jazz Joan or whatever at sixty seven hundred, but his form hasn't been there so far. I'm gonna wait. I I really like playing him and usually in the uh um the British Open or the PJ Chan- or if he you know, gets to be in those. Cause he's definitely had some solid finishes there in the past. Um yeah, I know this uh Lucas Herbert guy's been playing really well on the European Tour, but I just can't trust him. Uh Yeah, other than that, that's really all I got in this range. There's just not a whole lot here, and most of these guys are probably going to finish right at the bottom, very likely. There might be, like, one or two that even finish in the top half. So, obviously, you know, we got to try to figure that out, who that's going to be. But, you know, like I said, I think it's going to be Ortiz or Wallace or maybe Van But Other than that, everyone else I'm not interested in. So, Yeah, we'll just get right into the – that's it for the DraftKings breakdown um, this week. Pretty straightforward week. Uh, You know, obviously we get four rounds and uh, no cut or anything, so smaller field. But, uh, um, yeah, I guess, Nick, I'll let you get in. uh, You know, if you have any, even if you don't have the odds right in front of you, um, you know, is is there any guys – give us any guys that you think you might potentially bet on this week outright if you choose to, or who you like the most, even if you don't.
1: I really like uh, Xander at 22 to one. I just feel like um, most of his PGA tour wins, if not all of them have come in smaller fields. Like I know he's won at, I know he's won another WGC. I forget which one, but I know he won one of those before. And then I know he won at century tournament of champions and I know he won the tour championship which is the end of the, like the FedEx Cup playoffs in a 30 man field and or maybe he won the BMW which is like a 65 man field but either way you get the point uh he just seems to do better in in uh not full field events so I like Xander 22 to 1 this could be the time when he just pops and breaks through um yeah, I'm not really feeling these top guys that much. I mean, I I'd be willing to throw a couple of bucks on Hideki at 20 to 1. That seems fair. Then going down a little bit lower. Um Hey, Bubba Watson, 50 to 1. I know he didn't make the cut last week, but Bubba's a winner and a lot of these guys just aren't winners. So, I want a guy who's not going to be afraid if he's got the lead on Sunday and I trust Bubba. Uh at 50 to 1. Then I also like uh, Billy Horschel at 100-to-1. Uh, his, his putter was red hot the last time we seen him. I forget where it was at, but, yeah, Billy just he played really bad for a couple of weeks, and then all of a sudden he broke through, and hopefully he brings that good form back to uh, Mexico this week. And then, uh, again, with my favorite play, Ches Revy, 125-to-1. Well, I don't think Ches has the upside of winning. Um, yeah, maybe I wouldn't bet him outright, but may- maybe a top five bet—that seems more fair. But yeah, I probably won't be betting this week any uh, outrights. I just wanna, I just want to uh, play some DraftKings. I feel like that's where I'm gonna make my money.
0: All right. So for me, yeah, I'm in agreement with you on Xander. I like him a lot for an outright. Um, if I decide to bet on some guys, he'll be one of them. Um, also, dropping down a little bit. Um, Well, yeah, I just pops out right away. But Kevin Kisner at 100 to one, I like that quite a bit. You know, he definitely could def uh, has the upside to win, so I like that. Might throw some money on that. Same thing, Ches Reavy, 125 to one. You know, obviously his upside might not be to win, but those are obviously big odds. So if he, you know, if he happens to do it, he'll get a nice payout. Um, Other than that, you know, I don't mind Hideki or Fleetwood, both at what I see here is 20 to one. And then maybe Sergio at 40 to one. I wish it was like more like 60 to one, but. You know, he could maybe do it. Uh, other than that, I don't know. That's really about it. Yeah, I'm probably not going to bet on anyone outright. If I do, maybe maybe like a first, some first-round leader bets or something. Um, but yeah, that's all I got for that. So, yeah, obviously it should be an interesting week. You know, we get f- full four rounds. And I uh, also want to mention, too, that the last four years here, the sc- the winning score has been, you know, like sixteen under, eighteen under, twenty one. So it's just, you know, it plays decently tough, even though it's a shorter course. But, um, you know, there'll be definitely some birdies out there, and it'll be interesting to watch, see what happens. So, you know, obviously, as far as your, my last piece of advice tip here is your, since this is a smaller field, and you know. Unless you're really confident, it's probably best to lower your bankroll uh, this week for this event just because, you know, obviously it's going to be a little tougher probably to have a solid team because like you said, Nick, you got to have, you know, all six of your guys got to finish in the top 20 and you're going to have to have the trifecta for them probably so you know it's just going to be tough but obviously it's for most weeks but you know this week a little bit tougher for sure cuz everyone's lineups are going to be a lot similar um so. so yeah is there any final thoughts you got before we uh close things out here
1: um i just want to say that thank you to the PGA tour for uh making the coverage a little bit longer this week um we get an extra hour so instead of being three to seven eastern time it's two to seven so i'm going to enjoy that extra hour to the fullest and uh yeah just uh ready for another week i came close last week and uh hopefully this week i uh, get the job done in the qualifier um what i'm going for is I don't know if you guys are aware, but they're going to have a mega millionaire contest for the masters and the tickets worth like 7,500 bucks. So, you know, basically there's probably going to be 400 people, give or take 50 in the contest. And Hey, you're basically going to have a one in 400 crack at a million bucks. If you get into this thing. And obviously nobody wants to pay the 7,500 straight up. So you got to qualify. But yeah, I I I was in actually I was in uh the lead for most of day 1 so I thought wow, you know, I have a chance. But yeah, just I feel like I'm getting really close and I can't wait for this week and hopefully it's another good week and uh yeah, it all starts Thursday this week's a marathon, you know, everybody gets the 72 holes and don't be frustrated if you guys aren't doing good after day 1 because there's a lot of golf to be played, so you just gotta pace yourself and uh make a lot of birdies.
0: All right, yeah, i totally agreement there. So but yeah, we'll be uh hope you guys, you know, make some money, enjoy this week, this tournament at WGC Mexico. Uh you know, next week we're we'll be back for the Honda Classic. You know, which is obviously an interesting tournament as well. So but yeah, hopefully we can uh Makes a lot of money this week, and we'll see you guys next time. So, for myself and Nick on the No BS DFS podcast, see you guys next week. Peace.